Welcome to So What Else. My name is Caitlin Elliott and I love talking to people. I love hearing people's stories, the big important things they've been through, and also the random stuff. We're going to talk about it all here. This podcast is just me talking with fascinating people so that we can all hear what they have to share with the world. So what else? Hey everyone, Caitlin here. I just wanted to give you um, a little update on what's been going on. Um, A lot of you already know we didn't release a new episode last week and I've been giving a lot of updates on social media, but for those of you who don't know, um, basically about a week and a half ago, um, my mom was taken to the hospital because of complications from COVID um, and it turned out that she ended up getting diagnosed with a really large brain tumor. So obviously um, that was a huge shock, really devastating to our family. It's just been a really crazy really really crazy week and a half um so um I just kind of wanted to keep you guys updated about that and just thank you so much for your support and prayers I mean so many of you have reached out with just encouragement prayer you know just telling me hey I'm here for you anything that you need people have sent meals I mean you name it it's been so incredible to see people just like really step up and rise up and say you know really just the kindest thing so I really cannot thank you enough from the bottom of my heart and you know I can thank you on behalf of my family Um, I know everybody feels super super touched Um, so we just really can't express enough how much we appreciate you and your support Um, basically I will do my best to keep you all updated Um, our Instagram page is probably going to be the best place for you to get those updates Um, but we decided to release, um, an episode this week. This episode was recorded, um, a few weeks prior to the diagnosis about my mom, but it was on the schedule to be released next. It's an interview with one of my best friends, Joy Pettibone, and it seemed just honestly perfect to be, you know, the first episode that we release after all this stuff happens because Joy has just been always such an amazing friend to me but particularly in this last week and a half joy has just really really been there for me um she's just such an encouragement and she just really honestly she just really has a heart of gold and she um is like a prayer warrior you know and it's just she's just been someone that I've really um leaned on for support over this last week and a half so it felt um really really appropriate that this is the next episode to release so I hope that you guys uh enjoy this conversation between me and Joy and um as I said I'll definitely do my best to keep you all updated on what's going on with us uh we love you so much thank you so much for everything Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of So What Else. I'm here with one of my best friends, Joy. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, we just went through like a whole thing. Oh, my gosh. Like we've been on here now for what, 25 minutes? Because yeah. the we were having technical difficulties and I don't know anything about anything. I mean, literally... I usually use Google Meet, but we're recording right now on Zoom. And I was like, Scott, how do I pull up this thing on zoom and then we we had an echo so then scott and jason had to come in and save the day and we yes. hopefully figured it out i i mean it sounds good to me hopefully this recording is good but you can blame our husbands if it's not yeah. if the sound quality is bad it's not our fault we didn't set it up they set it but, up. but you know we got to give props to our husbands because they i mean jason does all of 
my technology stuff editing recording he's amazing and then he taught scott and now scott's doing all of mine (laughs) yeah i don't know how to do anything i just tell him i'll be like so i just did this if you could edit this this and this okay bye and then i'm like you just have to talk that's it exactly i'm like i just want to do the talking part i don't want to do like the confusing stuff right just do the fun stuff that's not the fun stuff but before we get into it i want to talk about your podcast and everything but let's just tell everybody how we know each other so we met what six years ago five years ago okay so it was 2015 so yeah five like five and a half years ago yeah yeah so our husbands were working together at the same church and our dear friend christine birch was hosting a like pastor's wives prayer group or whatever and get together at her house and so um I was still pretty new to the group and then like I was new in the summer and then in the fall you were new and so she invited you so I I had only been like a few times or whatever and then you came and I feel like we just hit it off right away I remember going home that night and telling Scott like Oh, the new pastor's wife is so nice. Like she's so sweet. I really liked her. Aww. And then I just feel like we developed an amazing friendship and we've been friends ever since. You know, it's funny. Like there's those people that you have that immediate connection with. Yes. And then you have people that you try to have connections. You try to build a friendship and, and sometimes it works, but it takes time. Yes. But I feel like you and I were that the first. Totally. We were like immediate. I think we're very similar in certain things with, you know, our personalities and yes. we always joke about like the Jersey girl thing. That Absolutely. We have that. Cause I just feel like, and I don't want this to come off wrong, but like sometimes when you're in a church type of setting, uh, for me, I feel like I'm trying to gauge like the spirituality level of everybody in the room. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just mean like, are these people like can still joke around or like are we is this like a very serious spiritual setting or are we still like can we still be a little sarcastic here like what's the vibe and I feel like with you at one point you made some joke about like I love Jesus but I also love the real housewives and I was like (laughs) bingo she's my new best friend friend. (laughs) yeah like I was like there we go that's what I'm looking for like because you know what People have a lot of judgy things to say about the housewives. Do you still watch them? Okay, so I have taken a break. I have so many things to say. Really? Uh, Not for any other reason that it's just like, you know, I'm finding other things to watch. Plus, we have Sling TV right now. Like, we've gotten rid of, like, Optimum. We have Sling. And you can get it on there. But it's just kind of more annoying. Okay. So... I have taken a break from watching them, but I try to explain this to Jason about my love for watching The Real Housewives. So, Go. of I course, I watched The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Obviously. You know, I'm, I'm a Jersey girl. Yes. I was there when Teresa flipped the table, you know. Ugh, like It's just like, I try to explain this to Jason. Like, he co- comes in the room and he'll see me watching it and he's like, like, he, immediately he's like, no way. Like, I hate this. Right. And I'm like... Yeah, but you know, Melissa mm-hmm. is upset with Teresa and somebody in the room and started fighting, you know, and I'm like, Absolutely. it takes me to a different place. Yes. Like, I, I, I don't know. There's something just entertaining yes. and I forget about any kind of drama I have going on because I hate when I have drama. A hundred percent. But I love watching it on TV. 
Absolutely. Okay. So it's like, I think that sometimes like I say stuff like, well, I just like love drama. I don't mean I love drama. Like I don't like being involved in drama, but I love watching the drama. Like, yes. I mean, come on. So it's like, I have this whole spiel about the housewives. I was like obsessed for a long time. And like, I remember when I first graduated college and I was living in Colorado and I had roommates, like my roommate and I would like always watch the housewives every week. It was like very bonding for us. Like we loved it. I got like so into it, like almost all the cities, like whatever. And then after a while, I remember Scott being like, it must have been after we got married or whatever. And he was just like, this is so trashy. Like, why do you spend your time watching this? And like, I would defend it, defend it, defend it. And then, I don't know, we moved at some point and we didn't have cable or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like detox the housewives. I'm I'm just going to like get it out of my life. He's right. It's trashy. It's stupid. Like, there's so many better things to watch, you know, like whatever. And so I went through many years where I did not know anything anything that was going on with the housewives and then it was like it's like I'm an addict I had like one slip up and it was just like (laughs) I'm fully backsliding I have fully had a complete re-immersion I just so are you like into all of them okay I not have my yes so basically what I'm doing is that we still don't actually get Bravo the channel so I was doing two things. I was watching old seasons that I had missed on Hulu. And then sometimes I could like log into my parents like this is so stupid like Xfinity account or whatever because like they have the channel. But then of course like sometimes they would change their password. and I'd be like hello what's your Xfinity password like I need the new episode (laughs) anyway. So it's like I like New Jersey New York. um, Orange County and Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Yes. That is cool. Crazy. Okay, those are my those are my four. Those are my four. Okay, that's so funny. But I I'm like in that season where I've checked out. I haven't watched any of them, so right. don't tell me because I might catch up. But I no, go yes. I go in stages like you. Like I'm right now, and I gauge myself. If if there's something in there that I feel like is too, I don't want it to enter my brain. I yes. Just, I I don't watch it. Yeah. I gauge where I'm at in my life. Totally. So, but I'm really I'm fascinated with New Jersey, New York. Oh my gosh, New Jersey, New York. Ugh. That like sometimes like one person you're like, you love that person. The next season you're like, oh, I can't stand them. Like what, what's yes. happening in their lives? Like why yes. are they being like that? It's like up and down. It does make me sad. Okay, one thing that I was noticing about like the Jersey housewives is that like as the seasons go on, they all get more and more plastic surgery or like now there's this trend where like they're all getting their teeth done or whatever. And now like whatever, I'm not trying to make like, like plastic surgery, whatever, like if whatever makes you happy. But I'm just saying, like, you can tell that, like, the longer they're on TV, the more they get probably people, like, making fun of certain aspects about the way they look. And so then they get more and more surgery, which makes me feel sad that it's, like, these people who are, like, on TV, like, the longer they're on, they feel like they have to get better and better and better looking, which is, I mean, that's obviously sad. Yeah. It is sad. To be under a microscope like that, you know? Like, there are some really um, positive messages that they send, you know, I, I love, um, see, no, I haven't watched it in, in a while, but what's, what's her name? Okay. So she actually has done stuff with this outreach in Paramus that we've done. Um, oh. what is her name? Jackie. Okay. So Jackie oh. from New Jersey. Yes. Like she her story about struggling with eating disorders. Eating disorders. Totally. 
And I think like she's really she has such a great message. And yes, and they do. They share their their lives. And sometimes, yes, they're totally, you know, out there. But sometimes they're they're sharing things that are really great messages. Yeah, I feel like for me, it's, you know, I have so much going on in my life and work and kids and church yep. and, you know, running, going. Sometimes you want to check out from your like you want to sit down on the couch. Thank you. Yes. Check out. You want to go into somebody else's crazy world. <laughs> totally. Totally. Because it's like, it's lighthearted, stupid entertainment. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, yes. no, I don't want to watch Grey's Anatomy and, and like watch this intense thing with a hospital blowing up and people like losing their limbs. Sometimes that's too heavy. Like I just want to yeah. watch the stupid housewives screaming at each other about who said what and it's funny and it's like yes. dumb entertainment. It's mindless. It distracts me from my life and then I move on. Yeah. I try to explain that to Jason, like, like you sit down, you watch sports. I'm like, that's, you yes, out, you get into it. I'm like, that, this is my sport. That's what this is. It's just like, <laughs> honestly, okay. I apologize for the last, however many minutes that was, if people hate the housewives, but I love them. So guess what? That's what it is. What other shows are you watching right now though? I know that you've been into sister wives in the past. Oh, that's been, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, we're exposing all of my dirty little, you know, secrets. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> it's been a while since I watched Sister Wise, but yes, I was into that. And um, I really love true crime. There are yes. certain things that I, I don't let myself watch. Okay. Because it's I like freaks like, you out. For me, it freaks me out. So there's totally. certain things I don't watch, but I really, I do love true crime. I love watching some mysteries. I love my dateline. Um, and then there's certain things like I love certain things on Netflix the Queen's Gambit have you watched that no but I've heard about it is it really good is that the one about it's, chess no that's yes. not the one about oh it is yes, that's the one <gasps> and it's good really good they and said it's the most watched thing on Netflix right now oh really something it like was that. really good so oh, I, I gotta watch things it. like that and a lot of times I'll put something on at night when I need to like wind down I'll be sitting in bed and put something on so that was really good took me some time and then she's also, the star of that is also in a, a movie, a new movie out, Emma, which is oh. you know, like a remake of, um, they, there was a few Emmas made, but oh. she, she's so good and I highly recommend it. So oh, if you like watch Google it. Emma 2020. Okay. So good. Oh, I got to watch that. I like that. Yes. Ugh, so right. I think those are, that's kind of what I'm into. True crime. I love um, that. And when I work from home, sometimes I like to have something on in the, in the background. But it's usually like those old yeah. movies, like You've Got Mail or Pride <gasps> and Prejudice. Oh, I could watch yeah. You've Got Mail, Runaway Bride, He's Just Not That Into You, like those like chick flicky whatever yeah. that I've seen a thousand times. I could just always watch them. Yeah. I can recite the entire You've Got oh, Mail movie. Oh, absolutely. I think that that fun fact, I'm fairly certain that's like my father-in-law's favorite movie or something like that. Really? Like, like I remember it was either that or Sleepless in Seattle. Like, they're so good. Do you know that that's a remake? You've got mail? I it's did like not know that. It's like a 1950s movie called Shop Around the Corner. You have to check it out. Oh my gosh. Google it. And then you can oh, I'm going to do that. Shop yeah. Around the Corner, which makes sense because her little bookshop. That's so cute. Ugh, I love it. Uh, we just jumped into shows and movies before I even really had you introduce yourself. So everyone at this point knows that your name is Joy. But why don't you just tell us like okay. two second intro about yourself. Okay, two seconds. Or <laughs> 30 or 30 minutes, whatever. <laughs> My name is Joy. I am married. It will be 20 years in October uh. to my husband, Jason. We have three boys. Um parenting a teenager is so much fun oh my gosh are you being sarcastic yes I am. yeah um but I love them they're they're awesome I love 
you know, my kids and um, we, my husband's a pastor. And so like our fourth child, almost like yep. I, I try to explain it to people. Like sometimes it's like my third, you know, arm, it's like ministry, you know, it's something that we're passionate about that we love. And um, I work full time and I have, I started a ministry about a year and a half ago called Joy for Ministry. And it is to walk alongside women that are in serving in church, serving in any form of ministry, whether they are on staff at a church, whether they are pastor's wife. So that's my. I love it. And we're going to dig into that. Tell me about first being a mom to three boys. Did you picture yourself growing up? Like I'm going to have three sons. No, I have three sisters. So right. I was going to be a girl mom. Totally. Because that's all you knew. That's all I knew. I love the bows and the dresses and I am a girly girl and I am very close to my mom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I actually carried with me a lot of guilt when I found out I was having, you know, boys every time I was disappointed. And I actually felt I I struggled with guilt. And I know that's something that women struggle with, you know, gender disappointment. Then you feel guilty and you just want a healthy child. And but I did struggle because I always envisioned having a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now. I really, truly believe that the Lord gave me what I could handle. And, you know, having, having girls for me, I'm super sensitive. I'm super, Mm. you know, like, like Jason would say to me, he's like, I don't think that you could handle a girl. He's like the first time she comes home crying that somebody called her fat. He's like, you would just be a wreck. Yeah. And so there's this, totally. I just, I believe that God, you know, gave me what is perfect for me. Yeah. And I had those moments of like, almost grieving, not having that daughter relationship. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for, I wouldn't trade for anything. Oh, totally. My sister-in-law has four boys and she tells a story about when she found out that she was having her third boy, she was like crying on a flight or something like that. And like, she has to tell the story, but there was something like the flight attendant came up to her and was like, are you okay? Like, do you need, and she was like, I just found out I'm having another boy. Can you leave me alone? Like, and she was like, but of course now it's like, she loves her boys, obviously. Like, the, it's such a cute boy home. They're so sporty and, yeah. you know, whatever, like dirt bikes and, and the whole nine yards. So, yeah, sometimes you you have a vision for something and life rarely turns out like that. Totally. I, I It turns out better a lot of the time, you know, yeah. than you could have imagined. And, like, you know, for me, I have two girls. And, like, people say all the time, like, oh, like, would you want a boy, whatever? And I'm always like, yeah. Like, I just feel like boys and their moms, they're so yes. sweet. Like, boys love their moms. Like, I feel like my daughters, like, idolize Scott so much, which I love. But it's like, they're obsessed with him. You know what I mean? Like, for yeah. me, they're like, hi, mom. And then they're like, daddy. And I'm like, see, <laughs> if we had a son, he'd be obsessed with me, maybe. Yeah. You know what? It, and that will change like as they get older. Yeah. yeah. I think too, like, I think I'm going to have daughter-in-laws that need me. That oh, love they're going to, you're going to be the me. best mother-in-law ever. Yes. You I, really are. I will. <laughs> because you're just, you're so warm. You're so loving. You're so approachable. They'll, they will love you. Oh, I hope so. Sometimes that, that warm and approachable, you know, that, that is, that makes you more sensitive that mm. makes you yeah. you know and so I'm trying to toughen up a little like, yeah yeah roll with things in life and not always be so you know warm <laughs> oh well don't change we love you exactly how you yeah. are 
So we have fun times chatting on Marco Polo. Yes. We talk on Marco Polo. For people who don't know, it is a video what do you call it? Like video messaging? Like a video chat. Yeah. Yes. Like so you just like video. So it's like you just like send your friends like video chats all the time. So Joy and I, especially since COVID and whatever, like we chat on Marco Polo all the time. And I've been noticing in all of your Marco Polos, you're walking like in 30 degree weather up a straight hill. Yes. Why are you doing this? Do you just love walking? I like walking. Yeah, I love walking. So for me, I know I need to exercise. You know, I'm getting a little older and, you know, we all are, but I need to exercise. And my favorite form of exercise is walking. Yeah. And I feel like I have to, in order to make that exercise, I push myself. Yeah. So I try to go faster. I'll try to do yeah. like jog. And I, I go to the hills and at the hills, <sighs> you know, that's where I really get like work up a sweat. Ugh. So walking for me right now with the kids home and yeah half virtual school half in school Ugh. it's like i need to get out oh totally so so that's very helpful to me is to get out clear my mind and you know push myself a little bit we have a ton of hills around here too and um you know my kids are four and two and so obviously my four-year-old like yeah she could walk if we go for a walk but not like at the pace that I want to walk at if I want right. to like go for a walk so I'll like stick them in the double jogger stroller and I'll be like let's like go for a walk if I want it to be like you know like exercise and there sometimes I'll tell them like okay we'll walk to this like playground that's at the bottom of this like very long very steep hill I'm like we'll walk to the playground we'll stay for 30 minutes and we'll walk back up I cannot tell you several times over the summer, it was like a thousand trillion zillion degrees. I'm pushing Ugh. a double jogger stroller up this like straight up hill. People pulled over in their cars no. and they're like, lady, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I got this. Like, and I was, li- I l- must have looked like I was dying. I can't yeah. believe that an ambulance didn't like pull up, but I was like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. One time I just like was like, Scott, you have to just like, I called him and I was like, can you please just bring the car and oh come pick me up? I can't do this. But walking in heat is totally Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. I struggle to walk in heat so much more than when it's cold Absolutely. Out. And especially in Jersey, it's so humid. The humidity. Okay. So like Scott and I, Scott grew up in Colorado. I lived in Colorado for four years. People say, oh, it's so hard to work out in Colorado because like of the altitude and the air. I feel like it's harder to work out here with the humidity in the summer. Yeah. Like it's so heavy that it's like you feel like you're like running through water. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. know. It's just like a lot. Yeah. But what Definitely. are you going to do? We, these are things we push ourselves to do. <laughs> no, I know. I find that in the summer what I try to do is walk early and walk with somebody. That way I can't back out. If you walk with a friend, that's like therapy. It's like exercise oh, yeah. and therapy all in one because you just yeah. like talk. I love that. Yeah, I'll come walk by you in the summer. We'll do that hill together. We'll do it. We'll do the hills together. It'll be perfect. We got this. So tell me about Joy for Ministry. So this is this incredible thing. You, your husband has been a pastor for a really long time. You've been a pastor's wife for a really long time. And then, like you said, about a year and a half, two years ago, you decided that you were going to start something of your own. Can you kind of bring us back to the beginning? Because I remember the day very clearly that we were sitting in Wegmans with two of our friends. And you said, guys, I did this crazy thing. I want you to look at this link. And it pulled up your website, your Joy for Ministry mm-hmm. website. And we were like, 
when did you do this? Like, what is this? Like, and it was, I just thought that that was so incredible that you who like at the time you were working like three jobs, you had three children, your husband was working full time. And I was like, how the heck did she pull this thing together? So tell us like, where did you get the idea from? What is it? Like the whole thing. So I basically started this out of pain. Hmm. (laughs) So it really was like 20 years in the making. Like, I'm not kidding. I, you know, early in ministry, I was like, there are no resources for pastors, Mm -hmm. wives. And then as we kind of grew in ministry, I was like, there's no resources for women in ministry. Yeah. And now it's, it's different now. in you know, 2021, you could definitely find more resources, but I wanted to create something that I wanted to give myself when I was newly in ministry. Yeah. So I'm like, what would I have needed? Mm-hmm. So I had, it, this has been a lot of in my head and thinking it through. And then, you know, when we were at our um, church before we were at now, I was like, you know what, if I need support, other women in this church need support. And I started mm-hmm. emailing the other women in ministry there, the other mm-hmm. pastors wise. And I would email like one a week. And I would just start to pray for them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just doing this prayer ministry. Mm-hmm. And then when we left there, we went through a very painful time, my mm-hmm. husband and I. And I remember walking with my husband. We were doing yeah. the loop. And I said, I said to him, you know, I was just, you know, crying to him. And he was like, you have to keep doing this ministry, your, yeah. your prayer ministry. And I was like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm in no condition. Yeah. To pray for anybody to help anyone. He's like, you need to do it. And it was literally like step-by-step. I remember going home and like emailing a bunch of, I put together this big email for all these pastor's wives Mm -hmm. and I didn't hit the send button. Mm. And I've just like waited a few days and I was like, Lord, if you need me to hit that send button, if you want me to hit that send button, Mm -hmm. I need an audible voice telling me because I'm broken. Yeah. And I remember like, thinking about it and like doing, like I, I did something, I don't know if I went for a walk or I went mm-hmm. for a drive and I came back home and I walked up to my room and I opened my computer and I hit the send button. And it was like, it. I didn't hear this audible voice, mm-hmm. but it was, it was like the Lord moving me and pushing me forward. Like, you know, you can do this. And mm-hmm. it has been little step by little step by little step. And I feel like I'm just my whole life, I have spoken over myself that I'm a starter and not a finisher. Mm. I have big dreams that then die out or I try something and I don't finish it. And so I was determined I'm doing this and growing it is up to the Lord. Yeah. So, so it started out as you praying for other women in ministry and pastors' wives. And then what kind of brought you to like, I'm going to make a website out of this because I know people can submit anonymous prayer requests. Tell me about that. Like why anonymous? Like... So that was the driving force really, because when I started talking through it and thinking, well, I want to pray for women, Mm -hmm. but a lot of women, they don't, you know, I've even had women who I don't know, submit Mm -hmm. anonymous prayer requests and say, please don't tell anybody, please. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't even know you. I have no idea where you are in the world, who you are. And they still say, please don't tell anyone. And it's like people, you know, people are suffering and hurting. So it started with, I'm going to do a website just for people to submit prayer requests. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, from there, well, I'm going to start to write out of my hurt and pain because this is the thing, like 
women think they're alone. Yeah. You think you're alone. And so I'm going to give a voice to this. And, and so it's been slow growing, um, but it's growing. Oh yeah. I really, my heart was for, you know, the church is so important and, you know, just the church, like even the Bible, how much, you know, God loves his church. Mm -hmm. And so I have a heart for women and caring for them so that they are strong and healthy and have thriving ministries and not like broken and suffering, Yeah, um, which happens a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the most common requests that you get? Like, you know, you said, obviously, don't tell us anything specific, but what types of things like are women reaching out about? So, you know, it could be everything from just pray for me Mm -hmm. and I don't know and I hold up their names and, you know, I I'll text you and Rose sometimes and we talk and I have a community of people that are involved in this joy for ministry that pray for women. And then, you know, it can be all that to um, my my husband are going through a time where we're, you know, we're being forced out of this church Mm. and this is really painful. And, you know, um, I those requests those prayer requests break my heart yeah. because statistically um you know a lot of those pastors mm-hmm. you know i i don't know if my mind's blinking around if it's four out of ten mm. that are asked to leave a church don't go back into ministry oh. and not only that like you don't know that you have to be deliberate mm. about healing and getting healing Totally. And if you are not deliberate in that, my husband have been through, my husband and I have been through situations where we were deliberate in our healing because we knew if we weren't, Mm -hmm. we would not be able to stay in ministry. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. I love that you said that about being deliberate in your healing because I do feel like, you know, whether it's in ministry or just kind of anything in general, people go through things and they're hurt right? By their family, by their boss, by their church, by their coworker, by whatever, you know, like this is unfortunate, but it's just the way it is on earth, right? right. Like you're, you're not going to get out of here unscathed. So, and then I think that people just kind of feel like, okay, well, you know, like that happened to me. We're just going to like move forward. Just like keep it moving, keep it moving. And sure, there's something to be said for not like wallowing or whatever, but I love what you said about you need to be deliberate about healing because then you bring all of that crap into your next relationship, your next job, your next whatever, you know? And it's like things happen everywhere, unfortunately. And I so agree with you that I just think that people need to be so purposeful in their healing. And then how amazing is that though, that you have this ministry where if there's a woman, right, who is, she's in ministry or her husband's in ministry and she's having a tough time because I think that's something that's common is, you know, I'm a pastor's wife. So I understand that if you are the pastor's wife or if you are on staff at the church, right, you feel awkward asking for prayer for something at the church that you go to because you're nervous like people like have an expectation of me as the pastor's wife or as the children's director or as the whatever job you have there you know what I mean as the pastor as the worship leader as whatever you are you think you know people hold you to a certain standard and so you might feel uncomfortable asking for prayer or maybe you need prayer about a specific situation at church and it wouldn't be appropriate for you to air that dirty laundry, right? And so how beautiful that you 
have this ministry where you're like, hey, you can come here anonymously, yeah. you know, submit a request. I'm here to talk if you want to talk, like whatever it is, right. you know. And then it's not yeah. just the prayer request aspect. Then you recently launched a podcast. Yes. So tell us I about did. your podcast. Like what brought you to that point? And like what is the podcast about? So what brought me to launching the podcast, I'm not I, – I do it really because for me, ministry is so – there's so many avenues, so many mm -hmm. aspects, so many roles, so many hurts yeah. that – I am one tiny voice. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's so much that I don't know that I have not experienced. So my, my vision behind the podcast was to give women a voice. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, a church down the road where the woman, the um, woman in ministry there, whatever it may look like, or the pastor's wife has some amazing things to say, yeah. some great experience, some great wisdom. I want to give a voice to that woman down the road at that church. Totally. And that was my vision behind it was she can reach these, this group of women over here that I can, I could never reach. Yeah. So that's my vision behind the podcast. And I have loved giving women a voice. It's been, it's been, you know, so inspiring even for me. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's like, who cares for these women that care for other people? Mm -hmm. I want to care for those who care. And this is really just an avenue to do that. And it's been mm -hmm. really, really rewarding to see my, my grand vision is going out. I want to yeah. go out to these churches. Mm -hmm, I want mm -hmm. to, you know, go to the staff and care for them. I want to go to a women's conference or a Bible study or, you know, um, a minister school or something like that. And I want yeah. to, that's my vision is, is speaking, caring for women in person. But, you know, obviously in these crazy times, yeah. who knows when that will happen. Right. Um. So this is, this is an avenue to get voices out there. Totally. So what kind of people do you interview for your podcast and what do you talk about? So I interview women in ministry. Mm -hmm. I interview pastors' wives. Um, anybody that has anything to say, you know, I that's just something that they've experienced, their mm -hmm. story. Yeah. Um, I, I talk a lot with pastors' wives. I think mm -hmm. that's something that's unseen that they need to be cared for. Yeah. And that's not, that's like a, people don't notice that. People totally. don't see that. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't see how they suffer. So oh, yeah. I, I speak a lot to, to pastors wives. I speak mm -hmm. to women who are in ministry, whether they are paid on staff mm -hmm. or whether they serve on a volunteer role. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been great. I speak with, you know, I had Scott McKnight and Laura Barringer on who wrote a yes. book of church called Tove. That was so amazing. So tell us that was incredible. So, okay. Who is Scott McKnight for people who don't know? So Scott McKnight, he actually, um, my husband is t getting his master's in um, New Testament, and he is one of the professors. He has written many books on the New Testament. He's a New Testament scholar. He is an author of many books. And I would and say he's fairly well known in the church world. He is. Like you could drop his name yes. and people are like, oh, yeah, like I read a book by him or I heard a podcast by him or whatever. Like he's yeah. he's out there. So it's so funny because he wrote this. My my husband listens to his podcast. He has a yeah. podcast um, called Kingdom Roots. Mm -hmm. And my husband sent me a podcast done by him about a book he was you know, that he just wrote with his daughter called yeah. a church called Tove. Yeah. And it was just about the Willow Creek scandal yes. and exposing that. And, um, 
you know, how some churches have that, have, you know, some toxic culture in there and yeah. creating a culture, a culture of Tove, which is goodness. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was so much fun. I reached out to Laura Barringer yeah. and she said, yes, I would love to do the podcast with you. And then she's like, by the way, my dad's going to join us. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. I, I think I literally threw my phone across the room. Oh and like, my gosh. It, re- you remember? I yes. Was <gasps> oh my gosh. That's amazing. It was, it was a blast. I mean, yeah, you a had a brand new baby podcast and you were having yeah. on like these like this very well-respected Christian like professor, author, theologian. Like it was like that was crazy. And your conversation with them was amazing. For people who don't know, uh, the Willow Creek scandal, basically Willow Creek is like this huge church in Chicago and there was a a scandal. Basically, just allegations came out about the pastor and whatever. You can go online and read about it and do a deep dive if yeah. that is something that's interesting to you. But basically, yeah, like their book is kind of like breaking down kind of like how can something like that happen at a church? Yeah. Right? And like they give such great like, you know, um, this is what a co- toxic culture looks like. And mm-hmm. this is what a culture of Tove looks like. And I mean, just the nicest sweet like there was nothing about him that was like I'm I'm above or whatever and and Laura is just you know they were so kind I'm like that's what I want to have on the podcast yeah is people that have something to say totally you know they they call things out I remember sitting there like wait we're allowed to like call these things out like right say talk about like non-disclosures like right Uh, yeah 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 you know you keep all these things quiet because you're supposed to be, yeah. you know, a good Christian and not gossip and be this and that. Yeah. But you know what? There's also a time for exposing things. Yeah. And they really showed me that you can call things out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really a blast. Well, hello. In a situation like the Willow Creek scandal, you know, it's like keeping that secret for years and years and years did nobody any good. I got news for you. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other podcast, but that's a really hard thing that, you know, we find a lot of times in the church is people are like, keep things quiet because we don't want to make anybody look bad and we don't want to blah, blah, blah. But then it's like you create a culture where things can be perpetuated. So it's like, I think that that, um, I loved listening to your conversation with them. I've listened to Kingdom Roots a bunch of times. I love what he has to say. I'm excited to read uh, the book. I just feel like that was such an awesome conversation that you got to have. That must have been a really cool moment for you. Just feeling like God is like blessing what I'm doing, right? Like it was a super cool uh, moment because, you know, I love the message. I have this thing inside me um, where I don't want to go after the celebrity mm-hmm. and I don't want to go after, uh, like, I, once you start talking like numbers and likes and I, I start to twitch. Like, yeah. Oh, totally. Me yes. From our, our past and things mm-hmm. that we've gone through when, when you say, oh, you know, you gotta be up this percentage or you mm-hmm. gotta have like, my brain starts to go cuckoo. Yeah. So I loved having Scott and Laura on, they had great things to say, but I'm not, um, and it was, it was a super cool, it was a God moment for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't, I'm always like, I want to find the one, the one mm. that God wants me to seek out. And yeah. that might be the pastor's wife down the road. It yeah. might be Scott McKnight and his daughter, Laura Barringer. Yeah. So I just think that it's so powerful what you're doing, because I agree with you that I think that sharing people's stories, um, can just touch people in a way that we don't even know right so like you might offhandedly 
in this podcast say something like, oh, like I had guilt that I had, that I was like disappointed about having a boy or something like that. And like someone's going to hear that and be like, oh, that's how I'm feeling right now. And it makes me feel so much better that this woman who now has like these three boys that are like thriving and growing in this amazing family, like she felt like that too. So like I'm going to be fine. Do you know what I mean? Like so something as little as that to something as big and huge as like talking to like Scott McKnight about this like national scandal like do you get what I'm saying like when people are able to share their stories I just feel like it helps you're gonna touch somebody like someone's gonna hear that that is either struggling with a similar thing or whatever the case may be like I know when you and I spoke on your podcast we were both talking about at one point like that we both go to counseling and we actually go to the same counselor and whatever and I think that they're like to you and I that's like a pretty casual thing to say but I think that there's some people out there that feel like oh like it's okay to go to counseling and like I didn't know that. Like I thought counseling was like for crazy people or do you know what I mean? Like and it's just like by people, you know, being able to share their stories, things they've struggled with, things they've gone through, I think it helps empower other people, you know, to feel like they're not alone, they're not the only one and then get the help that they need, you know, because it's horrible to suffer alone. Absolutely. People hide in shame and you don't, you don't need to. And I think I always say, you know, I'm sure I've heard this somewhere, it's probably a famous quote, but like truth is the antidote for shame yes yes totally I just feel like um you know and of course I'm not saying like let's just all like share all like air all of our dirty laundry all of our grievances all the time no of course not but if God has brought you through something right if you've lived through something I think that that makes you like really uniquely qualified to speak about that right like you know like something that I find very common is like you know like it's much more common now, but for many, many years, women would like have miscarriages and not talk about it, right? right? And it's not till like more recently where people are more open about this. And it's so empowering when someone else knows that someone else has gone through that same thing and they feel like this right. connection, you know, like, oh my so gosh, th- I'm not a- the only one that has gone through this. Like, please tell me, you know, like what helped you or tell me it gets better right. or whatever, you know? Right. And I think you're so good at that. You're so good at talking and, and opening up and you like to share and we're similar in this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to be everybody's best friend. I want to share yeah. everything about myself. And of course, like you said, there's boundaries to that. Yeah. I feel like you're so good at that, like putting people at ease and sharing that side of yourself that you, that people could say, you know, and that's basically what my whole ministry is. Mm-hmm. Like, let's tell the truth. Instead Absolutely. Of, you know, constantly hiding and like, you know, um, yeah. just like, let's speak the truth. Like, women don't feel alone. And they're yes. like, once you start to feel like that, you're like, there's something wrong with me. Yep. I'm not cut out for this. I'm yeah. a bad person. And, yeah. you know, so when we tell our story, it's so powerful. Absolutely. Truly, I just feel like it's so damaging when you feel like I'm the only one, I'm alone in this, I have to just like stuff it, you know, because that just causes like so many problems like in other areas of life and later on in life and things like that. And I just think it's so powerful, like you said, Um, just to be able to find – you know, that camaraderie with each other, you know, and not not just to sit in like, okay, well, let's just wallow in this for forever. No, but like let's encourage each other to like – get counseling or 
reconcile with right. people or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. Like every situation is different, but uh, sometimes you just need someone to sit there with you while you're, yeah. you know, in the low right. point and you just need and, that and support. And it's hard. You like goes back to that healing is deliberate. Absolutely. It's, it's sometimes easier to sit there and, and wallow, sit there in the pit. Yeah. And if my husband and I were not intentional with our healing, we had recently sat down with a woman, she was doing her dissertation mm. um, and just trying to interview different ministry couples. And it made me so thankful hearing some other stories um, that we really pursued healing and things like that. And yeah. you know, here's the, here's the little caveat to that. It doesn't mean that, okay, now we're over and everything's going to be fine. The rest Perfect. of our you know, yeah. ministry, like you, you can't give up because there's prayers. You're going to pray that aren't going to be answered. You know what? Yeah. There's another church that you're yeah. going to have a struggle at. There's, yeah. you know, people get like, Oh, I'm, I'm tired. I've been through this. I don't want it. And trust me, I get it. Yeah. You, you can't give up. You have to keep going and you yeah. have to keep pursuing, you know, healing and, um, truth. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell me about being married 20 years. Cause I mean, I'm only, uh, seven years. <laughs> We've been well, married seven and a half years. So you have a lot of years on me in, in the marriage department. It's been a department. great 12 years. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a struggle in the beginning. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell the truth. I it love was it. A, it was a struggle. Yeah. I was like, we, we didn't know how to be married and do ministry together. So yeah. that was a struggle. He had a job that he gave everything to mm. and was passionate about. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, it took us a long time to figure out mm -hmm. each other. And, um, but now it's like, like, it's just, it's the joy of my life. Like, mm. you know, I, I of course love my kids. I love doing ministry, but being married to my husband and it, it took a long time to get yeah. there. Yeah. It, it's not like day one was wonderful. I'm, you know, it, it, it's, it took a long time till we got to that place. So don't give up if you're struggling. And yeah, I think yeah. pe sometimes people, you know, have are, are hopeless that things will get better or whatever, yeah. but you know, for us, it took a long time and now it's just like, it's so enjoyable. Yeah. It's like my most enjoyable relationship. It's life-giving. It's yeah. fun, you know. So you and Jason are so in sync. And I'm not just saying that like to make you feel good. Like I just feel like the two of you are very in sync, so supportive of each other and just like so encouraging of one another. Just the fact that like Jason was like, Anytime that you ever wanted to give up, you know, like on Joy for Ministry yeah. or whatever, he was like, you're doing this. Like, I see like this in you. Yeah. Like, and I just think that that's really cool. It's not like he was just saying that like to blow smoke. You know oh, what I no. mean? All, like he, he says to me all the time. He's like, I, I want to retire and just run Joy for Ministry. And I'm like, that's so believe in me too much. That's <laughs> awesome, though. Right. Like people would give their left arm. Right. For like a yeah. husband that believes in them, you know, like that. And I just think that that's really cool. Yeah, it's really it, awesome. It, it's fun. And, you know, we still have our, our fights and our times where we're like, we are not in sync at all, but for the most part, yeah, it's, it's really good. And I, and That's we awesome. love doing ministry together now. Yeah. You Even guys really are like, such partners. Like serving at the cafe. I did, you know, back in December and I'm like, even if it's serving at the cafe and not 
doing this big, grandiose, wonderful ministry. I love doing it with him. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's fun. That's awesome. I love hearing that. You guys are definitely like an inspiration to Scott and I for sure just because it's like you've been married so long you have three kids like you've been through you know a lot of different things and just you guys are awesome and you still find time both of you to encourage people to pour out for people and that's just speaks to your character for sure thank you it's weird. I mean, we're only 32 and we've been married for 20 years. <laughs> that so. is so crazy. Math is so weird. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but thank you for saying that. I would never in a thousand years imagined I would hear somebody say that when we first got married. You know, Aww. I would be like, ah, but but yeah, God is, has been really um, good. Aww. Well, I love that. So what else, Joy? What else is there? So what else? <sighs> Are so you, what, else? what, what foods are, are getting you through? Let's end on a light note. What foods are getting you through recently? What's your go-to? I'm right now like literally obsessed with dark chocolate covered almonds from Trader Joe's. I just think. I look forward to it every that night. you said that because Why? I literally had like four of those tonight. They're so I, like, good. Like the exact Trader Joe's. Okay. Now it was a mix. It was like the milk chocolate with the dark chocolate. Oh. So they have the little bits yes. from Trader Joe's. Yes. I, I hid them. Trader I hide Trader. them for my kids. I'm oh, like, yeah. These are mommy's dessert. I get myself the dark chocolate almond butter cups. Ooh, I haven't And the this. dark chocolate peanut butter cups and the dark chocolate covered almonds. And I hide them in a high cabinet. And then my four-year-old, Jace, saw them the other day. And I was like, oh. oh. I was like, you listen to me. <laughs> I was like, I will give you one tonight because you were a very good girl today, but it doesn't matter. You're not getting them anymore. Mommy has very few things of her own and this is mine. You have to re- like rehide them. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to have to move the spot. I'm going to have to move them into my Ugh. closet or something. Hide them where yeah, I hid the Christmas it's, presents. Like, okay. So we have three boys. So yeah, you oh. can imagine. How do you even, I remember we used to meet at Wegmans on Sunday nights to hang yeah. out like and get coffee with some of our friends and, and whatever. And every time we were leaving, it would be like 1030 and you'd be like, I'm sorry, I have to go grab food. My kids just eat me out of house and home. I can't keep food in the house. I have to go. I have to go grocery shopping. It was like 1030 at night on a Sunday. I I say, okay, like now what I spend in food for three Uh, boys. I can't even imagine. Like, I'm like, okay, I I know I don't buy like designer stuff for them. Like, you know, I'm not going to buy them, you know, Ugg boots and all that. So I can buy all that for myself, right? Oh, yeah. You know, you deserve it. But I can't because it, it's like the money I spend in food makes up for any kind of like designer bag. I can't Im- I can't even imagine. But back to the almonds, it's so funny that you oh, said yeah. that because literally I had some tonight. They're they're really good. And you know what it is? It's like dessert, but it's like you don't feel like it's dessert. It's like a snack. I just actually yeah. saw a commercial for dang it. It was for some kind of like chocolate covered nut item and they were like when you realize that eating nuts covered in chocolate counts as a snack and not as a dessert it's like really freeing and I was like that really spoke to me that commercial yeah I see the problem is I can only pick out like three or four and then I eat them really slow otherwise I'll eat the entire thing I know I know and it's like my my dessert that I have is usually like a yasso bar because they're like what are those is that ice cream calorie it's like a yogurt bar are they good they have well, 
Well, See, the pause, the pause <laughs> makes me think that yes. you're making yourself eat them. Okay. Yeah. I, so when I want dessert and I don't want to be bad, like I'm right. trying to be good, then right. I go to those. But okay. then my kids eat those too. That annoys me. There is nothing. And they're expensive. Thank you. That is a pet peeve of mine. When I buy myself like whatever, I don't know, almond milk or like yeah. ice cream. Like a specialty kind whatever of thing. a specialty thing and it's like then jace is like eating it and i'm like oh no oh, like and they don't appreciate it no you're not appreciating like, the expensiveness of this yeah you don't get that i just spent six dollars on four yasso bars yeah so i could like hoard this, them and eat this them is my time. one thing and like you know i take a tiny bite and uh, they're like you know eating the whole yeah, thing yeah totally like, oh that's annoying it's so annoying <laughs> I went through a period of time. We don't have time to get into this, but I went through a period of time where I was like, you know, whatever, forcing myself to have certain desserts. Like oh, those were the only desserts I was allowed to have. And I was like trying to convince myself that they were good. Like, have you ever had Arctic Zero ice cream? Yeah. Listen, I'm sorry. Why? If you work for Arctic Zero and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Arctic Zero is disgusting. Yeah. You but a sh- lot of them are like those horrible. Even honestly, for a while, I also thought Halo Tops tasted good, and it really doesn't taste that good. No, can we be it honest? Doesn't. Like it's no, let's not be honest. And just have, have the, the real ice cream. Things. They're not. Good. They're not good. Don't why? It's like don't even just have the real thing. You know, like we try to eat these things because like as I women, know. you know, especially we're in quarantine or yeah, yeah, in, yeah. You know, COVID world, and you're Absolutely. trying to be good, and you don't yeah, want to yeah. put on the few pounds, so you're trying to and. It's just hard. But then I feel like what happens to me is when it's something like that, I will eat like, you know, a pint of Halo Top. And then I'm like, that didn't satisfy me at all. Right. Like that didn't hit the spot at all. So then I eat something else, something else, something else. And it's like, if you had just had the half a cup of real ice cream, we could have called it a day. You know what I mean? It's so like this like true. icy, gross diet food I don't know I know sorry if you I are the maker like of those you. items I'm gonna tell you my f- new favorite little snack tell me and they're called Clio bars spell so it you- Clio C-L-I-O oh. and it's yogurt it's like uh you know yogurt like Greek yogurt, Greek yogurt frozen they yeah. have to be refrigerated not okay. frozen you can freeze oh. them so my sister Grace introduced me to them. They have okay. low sugar ones and regular ones. And the regular okay. ones are only 40 calories more than the low sugar. So it's okay. 100 calories or 140. Very satisfying. Check them out. You can buy them at Costco, Target. Oh, Costco. I'm going it's to like, Costco tomorrow. Oh, check I love Costco. Okay, I'm going to look. I, know, well, I, I only have a BJ's membership. So they're, oh, so wait, they're in the refrigerator section of Costco? They're in the refrigerator. Yes. And so it's like, you're, you know, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. You want something sweet. Yeah, like, totally. You have this hundred calorie. That's It's great. so satisfying. You eat it slow. I love that. I'm always looking for like little snacks because I, I always have trouble like before dinner. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's like four o'clock and you're like, I'm feeling hungry, but like we're about to eat yep. in like, you know, not that long. So that's good. All right. I'm going to look yeah. into those. Thank you, Joy. Awesome. I love awesome. it. So before we go, where can we find you? You know, your website, Instagram, your what's yes. where can we find your podcast? Joyforministry.com. Um, you can also check out the Joy for Ministry podcast. I also have a link on my website. Awesome. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook, just Joy for Ministry. 
it's very easy to find. Your name is Joy. It's called Joy for Ministry. Yes. At all the places. So it's very easy to find. We love it. Yeah. Well, Joy, so thank you so much for being here with us. We love you. Thank, thank you. We love you back. You're awesome. All right. And we'll have you back sometime soon for sure. Can't wait. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to like and subscribe right now before you go. And hey, if you want to toss us a five-star rating, I would love you forever. Check us out next week for our next episode. You can catch So What Else anywhere you get your podcasts or at CaitlinElliott.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at so.what.else. Artwork by Caroline Chicola and editing and everything else by Scott Elliott. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.